Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Mosaic Life Podcast. Life is an art, every moment a picture painted in time. The color, texture, lighting, all context. The Mosaic Life vision is to cast a warm glow on your masterpiece, highlighting the struggle while showcasing the culmination of years of hard work. Join us for guided meditations, interviews with authors and leaders, and engaging conversation as we explore the depths of our consciousness. Welcome to the Mosaic. Yeah. The Mosaic podcast. I, it's, um, it's an interesting thought thinking about anybody who's listening to us for the first time because we are conversing for the first time. Um, or recording it. We've conversed many times, but uh, we, you know, thought it's the right time to, to share that. So, Ernie, I appreciate you being here with me. Yeah, man, this is great. In a beautiful room, perfect vibe. I'm ready. Good, good. Well, I'm I'm Trey, um, and uh, this is the Mosaic Podcast. And I'm Ernie, and I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's interesting to hear myself being recorded and then to know that people are going to listen to this. It's okay. a, it's an interesting, yeah, it is an interesting feeling. Um, exciting, nerve wracking feeling. Um, I, I'm coming from it, coming to it from a different perspective, uh, having just recorded the 84th episode of my other podcast, hashtag questions. Yeah. Um, this certainly isn't a, you know, promotional platform for that but uh we <laughs> yes, certainly is. have yes, two different you know mindsets but it's i like i like that yeah where do we start man um well let's let's just talk about what you know what let's talk about what the mosaic is and where it came from um there's a lot of history to go in there which we can delve into piece by piece but let's kind of hit the middle of your and my history and that we wanted an outlet to get together and have deep and meaningful conversations um, in which we found a space in a yoga studio, uh, which was a whole interesting turn of events. Um, (laughs) But uh, you were the one who came up with the mosaic and I, I think it no better time than now to talk about what that word means to you. Yeah, um, it's kind of twofold. It is a collection of images in life, so pieces that come together to create the image of our life. Um, And then also connecting people, because when we join in groups like we did in the yoga studio, um, interesting things happen. You can create in a way that is different than creating on your own. So it's seeing the bigger picture created by those things, these different elements and different people that come together. And I, uh, when you first suggested that name, you know, I I fell in love with it because it just just seemed so natural a fit. And, you know, (laughs) I made the joke a while ago that um, whenever Ernie and I are together, we try to outdo each other and... (laughs) How I'm going to say this wrong and how good of people we are. That's (laughs) that's not not the right way of putting it. But no, you're putting it perfectly. How we show up in our in our best. Like we know when we get together that it's game face. Like yeah, what are we bringing to the table? Where are we slacking? How could we be doing it differently? 
and and we show up that way and we share with each other in that way and in one of the it's authentic even though it's it, it i see where it can fall off course like oh we're we're acting in a way or something but no it is authentic yeah. and um I, I have to imagine that will be a theme throughout uh, this podcast is, you know, showing up as your best self, because I will be the first to admit I haven't always been the best person in the world. Um, like anybody else, I still do my questionable share of things, but um, I aspire, I think, like many to get to a point where I'm happy with myself, content with myself and content with the life that surrounds me and earning is that support system, uh, among a few of, of our other, uh, mutual friends and colleagues. So, uh, you know, for that, I, I, I seriously do thank you because it, it may be a joke, but I mean, it is certainly reality. Yeah. Yeah. And I've also had my fair share of, uh, downsides and not being the best person. And, and so when we create a structure, when we decide we're going to be a different a manifestation of ourselves. Um, and then we surround ourselves with people who instigate that or provoke that or evoke that in some way. Um, it keeps us tethered to that. It does. Yeah, it does. And so through our yoga studio sessions, um, many ideas blossomed from there. Um, one was a, a grandiose idea that I would still love to pursue at some point in time, but uh, honing down on that, out came this podcast, uh, which was the uh, just an avenue, a platform for us to talk about what has worked in our lives, what led us to this point, and to really see and learn from others who are experts. And I, I guess the if you know the elevator pitch is. We want to talk with and help people through, talk with people who have overcome insurmountable odds to get to where they are and help others do the same. And we, I don't know if either one of us have had insurmountable odds, but we've certainly had, you know, obstacles to overcome. And it's, it's always great to hear about people living through misery, for lack of a better word. Mm. Struggle, suffering. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and then, and then seeing what happens after what came from it and why it was important. Certainly. And yeah. uh, hold me to this because I intended to put this in the show notes, but I didn't. Um, <clears throat> and I want to talk about it more later as it naturally comes up. But, um, a few months ago I sent you a photo. You remember that photo? The book? No, uh, a photo of myself. It wasn't a selfie. It was just, I found myself. Mm, yes. I know what you're, yeah. In a very difficult place and vulnerable vulnerable and uh i let it break me down and get the best of me and having i don't want to call it foresight i don't want to call it mental aptitude i just want to call it i'm taking this picture of myself because i know at some point in time i'm going to come out the other side and i can look at this picture and i can say i did this and so can you Mm. um and this uh, this is probably right around the time when we started talking about the podcast and so at some point in time as we grow and market ourselves and i i will post that uh, on the our website picture. or, or oh, on instagram yeah, something for shadowing yeah yeah absolutely Stay tuned it was uh, so just to touch on that I, I think it's i've learned recently um this past year i've been in a men's group and being witnessed by people and specifically other men in those vulnerable areas really opens up 
a different place. So I, I definitely appreciated that. And I'm excited you brought that up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I definitely wanted to. Um, but yeah, is that, so that is our vision for the Mosaic. Um, like so many things, it's going to evolve and twist and turn and, you know, maybe six months, 12 months from now, it's going to be completely, something and completely not different. not be that at all. Right? <laughs> and that's okay. We, it's going to be a video game <laughs> coming in 2020. <laughs> I mean, if it, if, it, if it affects people's lives for the better, then I'm fine with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, there's no doubt. I already feel that. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, Ernie, mm. I know I've known you for, I don't know what shit, um, a year, two years now. Maybe two now. Yeah. But uh, for the people who are just meeting you, why don't just tell everybody about you? Tell 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 everybody about who the real Ernie is. Oh man, I feel myself getting nervous again. <laughs> <laughs> I was sinking in. I'm like, oh, this feels so easy now. And then you, you ask me about myself. Yeah. Um, Your dreams, hopes, goals, ambitions. Well, what really would be most important um, would be to talk about. W- the struggle that I came through and, and where it brought me today. Um, c- coming into adulthood was like a terrible time for me. Uh, high school was really easy. I got a full ride scholarship. It seemed like I was set up. I didn't know that. Yeah. Full ride for what? Uh, it was a merit-based scholarship. Awesome. Um, to Ohio University, go Bobcats. And, uh, and I ended up dropping out on a full ride. <laughs> no shit. Um, that was four years in the making going into college. I was excited. I, I would figure out what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And I had no idea. I switched majors many, many times, um, every semester probably so that I could just feel like I was moving in a direction that was useful or positive or true. Found out I could get into the bars at 20, uh, with a fake ID, started drinking a lot and, uh, partying and, and didn't have, what I want to say, what that part of me wants to say, I didn't have guidance, but the truth is, um, I wasn't open to guidance and, uh, spiraled into a depression, um, had a lot of dark times and, uh, somewhere down the line, I was 20, 23 or 24. My girlfriend and I found out we were having a baby and the only thing that Looking back now, the only thing that was clear to me in my life growing up, because of my amazing father, I always knew that when I had a baby that I would just be the best dad. And uh, something switched in that moment. I had a purpose or I had a vision um, that was clear and palpable. And so from that, um, I've been learning how to be married and and create a relationship continually um, foster or um, to foster a relationship to to continue it in in a positive direction to create love as as much as possible as fully as possible Um, I've been learning patience with my kids uh, and with the world and with my goals and I've been seeking to help people do these things, relating and communicating. And yeah, so that's where I am now, constantly looking how to be more clear in my intentions, um, provide a a thriving atmosphere for my family, and to help other people do that. That's 
that yeah the <clears throat> i've i like i like how you described yourself i mean how ego was not in any of what you just said which i i truly appreciate we've talked a lot about ego in the past um you know it was all about personal growth um but I want to touch on, you know, what you are doing now, because it's very important um, and what your pursuit is, um, I, I think, especially along the men's group, but also what uh, your pursuit in coaching. Um, talk a little bit about that. Mm, so it's still evolving. And and so I have clients, I have a process, I have a structure. But what I've noticed most is my pursuit in, in coaching people has, uh, has taught me how to just be a better human, how to communicate better, how to listen. Listening is, is, is an art, man. It's, it's a skill. Uh, and so I'm thankful that I was drawn to this profession of coaching and because it's just giving me what is needed to be, a, to be in service of my community, of my family, of myself. And so when I look out long term uh, in this vision that I'm creating, I just know what I'm doing now through this is creating a better man and creating better people, or not better, but more clear people uh, around me. And, and so that's the vision right now to continue doing that and to magnify that in myself and in other people. So what I'm hearing you say is that <clears throat> you are trying to create a better world in which you get to live and then also subsequently your family and children as well. Nailed it. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and it's hard to think about that. Because the first thought in my mind when upon saying that was, you know, oh, you know, creating a better world for you to live in so you can be happier. It, it kind of feels selfish at first blush. Um, but, you know, when you think about your ability to affect the happiness and the contentedness of others around you, that in turn does the same for people around them, you know, it really is an outward effect. Um, which I truly appreciate because it, it helps, you know, whether or not, you know, it's a selfish or selfless pursuit, you know, it, it makes me feel like I'm a better person because of the level of standard that you hold yourself to. So I seriously, I, that, that is really, I've said this a million times, you know, hearing you speak and hearing, you know, your thoughtfulness is it's, it's very powerful. So I, 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 I do appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I accept that and that recognition um, and then also like throw it back because what we create when we're together is a place for me to really express that. And, and so doing something like this or just having a conversation over coffee um, just allows that to, to create itself, so to speak. So well, I good. appreciate uh, you. Yeah, I will. I appreciate you, man. Oh, man. <laughs> um, so Ernie and I met, uh, we, we, I don't know, I don't know what your motivation for this was, but we met uh, as part of a, a meetup group um, 
a now defunct meetup group uh that's really it was interesting it was it was a, it was a leadership group um uh, run by a couple of, of of people who were relatively new to the area and just looking to meet other folks and we we studied what was the what was that book that we studied it's actually sitting right here the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership yeah yeah and it was it was interesting um and i was either a fresh entrepreneur or a budding one um and i i just want to get out you know meet new people and network and i didn't know what i would find myself coming into and uh, it, it turned out to be a great experience. And, you know, at, at the midpoint of, of that group, uh, Ernie came in and we kind of started tossing some ideas around, ended up uh, doing something called dub talks, I think they were, mm. uh, which was kind of like uh, uh, TED Talks. but uh, On steroids. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was sweet. We got yeah. to we, we had the group of people um, coming together from completely different walks of life. Yeah. And then everyone was asked to bring some sort of skill or expertise or insight to the table and present for what, 20 minutes on it. Yeah. Um, it was, it was awesome. It was, it was, it was yeah. a really fun experience. Um, but yeah, so I think the first time Ernie and I sat down together, we, I don't know how it came about, but we started talking about podcasting and then Tim Ferriss. And then, you know, once you start talking about Tim Ferriss, you know, <laughs> it's game over. It is. It's game over. Yeah. <clears throat> Did we just become best friends? <laughs> right. And then I think we started talking about tar, tar rock and yeah, meditation and all that. That was the, so I remember sitting at the table and there were two things specifically that I was like, I want to get to know this dude. And the first was that you said you had meditated for like, 90 days straight, or maybe it was even more than that. I think it was more than that. Um, and I was like, oh man, this guy's awesome. I, like he, I can clearly see that he's doing that just because you were very present and, uh, and you could just feel your consciousness in the room when you, when you were in there. And, and then the other thing was that you barely spoke, uh, but when you did speak it, it came from a place of curiosity and insight. And so that was really nice uh, a, a gift to the group. And from those two things that day, I was like, that guy is going to be my friend and we're going to have a podcast <laughs> together. <laughs> oh, good. I'm, I'm glad that you envisioned that. Um, yeah, I did yeah. this all. So. <laughs> good. Um, yeah, no, that was, that was, uh, the genesis of, of this relationship. Um, but to, I guess too, I, 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 I don't know. I feel a sense of shame talking about myself sometimes, but I, I'll do it anyway. Um, it would be useful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I spent a lot of time um, over the past 10 years bouncing around quite a bit. I get bored very easily uh, from career to career, um, never really landing anywhere for more than a couple years. Um, you know, five years ago, people would call that uh, job hopping. Uh, nowadays, it's a little bit more accepted um, because you're getting the experience that uh, that you want and that you need. Uh, but uh, I, like I said, I, I met Ernie at a time where I, 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 I think I was just to the point where I was getting ready to go off on my own. Um, and uh, I got to that point because of meditation, reflection and stoicism and everything that helped me to become a better person. Um, and we can certainly talk about all those things that, uh, led to that sort of happiness, um, a little bit later, but, um, man, I'm, um, I really feel bad 
I, like, I feel like I, I'm not describing myself well. Mm. In what know. way? Hold on. What, what do you mean? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of how, I, you know. So this is a perfect time for us to like really um, create this podcast in the way that we want. Because before we started recording, one of the things that we well have been talking about for a week or two is like just being totally real. Yeah. Not necessarily having to, to be perfect or absolutely expert so yeah i'm open to hearing it you're absolutely right so yeah so i from age 24 when i graduated college um i you know i i started off in radio worked there for a couple years uh went into small business i was (laughs) i was a professional matchmaker you worked on the radio uh yeah yeah doing what uh both marketing and i was on air a little bit too really yeah did you have like a handle no, I just said Trey. Oh, it's one by Trey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, and then I was a professional matchmaker, and like matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Yeah, I think that's going to be an episode in itself. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like it's funny, but yeah. I think that would be an excellent episode. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I'm trying to remember. I've had so many jobs, man. Yeah. Um, I had some sales roles after that. Uh, worked in the uh, the AG space for a little bit. Um, then most recently I worked for a dental office doing their marketing. And then, uh, luckily they, well, I was very thankful and fortunate, uh, that they let me phase myself out, uh, before going off on my own, um, starting my own company and, uh, uh focusing on marketing, advertising and design. And, uh, it's, I, and if we're, if we're talking about happiness, I, I will, I've never, and will never look back. Um, there's so much wrong with corporate America nowadays, and I, I think back some sometimes. Some of corporate America. What's that? Some of corporate America. Some of corporate I, America. I feel like there is a, a budding uh, environment. There is. In, in a, a lot of. A new, a new wave of it. Absolutely. Surely. Yeah. yeah. But, but there is definitely that firm structure that's still around in yes. a lot of places. Yes. I mean, clocking in and, you know, twiddling your thumb for eight or nine hours a day, you know, working when you, doing the relevant work that you need to, to stay afloat. And, you know, going home at the end of the day, miserable. At least that's, I, I know that's not everybody's experience, but it, it was my experience in so many positions. And it it was such a, a, a deadening feeling that I had to get out of it. So Especially when, when you feel something coming through you. Yes. Uh, it, it, some, it can feel like it gets in the way. I work a job currently. Um, and in the past three years, I've given um, like six week notices to these jobs um, saying I just need six more weeks I'll have everything I need and then I won't have to work these jobs yeah um, I've done that in two separate jobs and I, and I still work now um, I've, I've come from this like hopeful place a couple times and now I'm being more realistic with what I'm doing and finding that happiness doesn't necessarily come through where I'm putting my time but right. how I'm putting myself into that time um but the point I was making is it, it can be easy to get in this like thought loop when you're in a job, when you feel a potential coming through you and and you spend eight hours or 12 hours, 16 hours, some yeah. people at, at this job, knowing that there's something else that you want to do. Yes. I imagine that might have been some of the experience. It's been my experience in some jobs. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And, you know, at least for me, it's always been difficult sharing the vision of my 
whether it was a corporate job, you know, my manager and then their manager and then the owners, or, you know, whether it's a small business, you know, just sharing the vision of the owners. I, 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 when, I guess, thinking back and thinking honestly, you know, when you look at the people who come from the top and trickle everything down, if you don't see that fire burning in their eyes, then you're not going to, it's impossible for you to feel it yourself. And I think that was, you know, uh, a little bit of, of what I experienced in. Yeah. And feeling it authentically. Yeah. Like that's an important part. Yeah. Because they're, they can either say it, like if you're talking about the leadership of any project or of, of a family, even like this is relevant for me as a father. Um, it's one thing to say something and, and have a idea and and try to be rah-rah about it. But then there's another place of conviction that you don't necessarily need to be rah-rah, but it can come through that way, that people can feel, um, so people can grab onto. And it doesn't always happen with leadership in companies. I, yeah, I, I agree with that completely. And it's no, no, it's not like it's easy to say it's the boss's fault or something like that um, or the, the leader's fault. And, may, and yes, there is responsibility there. But if they knew better, they would do better, right? Um, but we fall into that as we come into the world and start having these jobs and don't get to experience that type of leadership. Yes, I, completely, all of that. Um, but yeah, so that that uh, that led me down the path on into entrepreneurship, um, which has had its ups and downs. But I, I'm certainly on an upswing now, which is fantastic. And then. You know, as mentioned at the top of this, um, I also host another podcast, which has been a dream come true. And, and I'm excited to, you know, branch my or spread my wings in a different direction. But what the point <laughs> that I want to make is I'm finding myself needing to be much more intent with my listening here than I am in the other podcast where it's a bunch of, you know, one-line jokes and you know sure. uh, witty banter whereas here's a lot deeper so i good luck it, yeah so in the i'm gonna do my best to like derail this whole conversation every in the, time <laughs> in the future i may need to consider myself i may need to consider not recording them on the same night <laughs> because I, I think that that's that's gonna be no dude yeah. um we're i mean we're we're in it we're just looking at different ways that yeah. We've come through life, come through jobs, and um, have lost hope or lost faith or, uh, or lost touch with, with our purpose or w what we want to do and our willingness to do it. And you were explaining in your life how you came through that, doing the matchmaking, the radio, uh, working for different companies. And, and you were probably going somewhere, but I decided to like no. samurai that shit. No, that was, that was fine. It, was, I, it, it stopped me from being long-winded, so I appreciate that. Um, and I guess semi-relevant to that point, I, I do want to share this quote that I, I wrote down. Um, it was uh, in a book that uh, I read recently called, um, what's it called? Let me reach the, the, the Hacking of the American Mind. A great book. I'll, I'll sure I'll chat more about it. But uh, the search for happiness is one of the chief sources of unhappiness. And Say I, it again. I, the, uh, <clears throat> Eric Hoffer said this, it's, uh, the search for happiness is one of the chief sources of unhappiness. Wow. Yeah. And it's, I think depending on how you 
shape that in your mind. It's, it's, I can't. That's, that's why I said, wow. Like, literally, it just blew my mind apart. It's yeah. Trying to figure out. It opened a different way of seeing it for me. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. And I, 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 I felt it for so long that if I just got to this point in a career, if I got to this point in relationships, if I got to this point in, you know, how I'm living, then I will be happy. And I, I was always chasing a, a foothold that was 10, 20 feet above me. Uh, whereas, you know, I, I wasn't looking at what it is I have or what I need to do today to get uh, to that point. And over the past year or so is when I've really been able to grasp that, which is why, you know, this quote, quote does resonate with me. Um, and now, now, now I'm remembering uh, more of uh, my dub talk um, from the leadership group. And one of the main elements of it was I woke up at some point in time in 2018 and realized that all of these things that I've ever dreamt of, all these things that I've ever wanted, were never just going to magically happen overnight. And some weird part of me, some strange abstract part in my mind, always believed that they would. I would just wake up one day and be a, be an author, yeah. or be an, you know a millionaire entrepreneur. Um, and it was it was it was an eye opening experience. And so, you know that chase. Uh, for the happiness, it comes through, you know, self-awareness and reflection, um, not something that's off in the distant future that is intangible. Mm. At least that's how I interpret that. Yeah. And it just seems like what I'm thinking of as you say that uh, is what we're exposed to or the ideas that we're exposed to, or I'll say the ideas that I've been exposed to just growing up. Um, if, if, gratitude wasn't necessarily cultivated in in your culture or your family or um, your community, then why would you know gratitude? Um, but on the other hand, if poverty or lack or, um, was magnified or, or, or the idea of how it affects your life yeah. um, was exploited um, in some way, then, then you attach to that. And we grow up watching people uh, seemingly coming f from nowhere to uber successful. And now, especially now, it's like every uh, morning we wake up and see other people being uber successful. And that's that's the culture that has been bred over the past 10 or 15 years is, you know, do you, these people are from rags to riches overnight, but that's not the case at all. That's just the way that social media frames it or the news media frames it because our attention spans are so short, it's impossible to give, you know, the backstory on, you know, the years and years and years of hard work that uh, people put into it. Well, and also that they're probably not happy. <laughs> all <Yeah>. of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like we, we get to see the perfect frame of it. Um, I fall into this myself sometimes where my stories or something on social media are most generally just the best frame of it. Like for, for my daughter's preschool first day, um, getting her to eat breakfast and get dressed was terrible. But what I posted on on Facebook was the picture we took right before we went to school at school like right um it's just like the culture around it it's it's focused on being perfect or or, or the image being just right it is which is it's you know in in the frame of your mind you know you are preserving that memory but in the frame you know of the i guess overall network 
it, it can it can feel not necessarily with your daughter or with any it can feel dishonest or can feel disingenuous mm. when mm. you know you know hashtag blessed you know taking pictures of feet at the beach when your heart is broken or your mind is you know frazzled but you want people to perceive you as this genuine happy not a care in the world person um which you know just breeds more self-hatred and lack of understanding in other people so it's 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 a it's a vicious circle uh which i i have my own problems with but i mean there are yeah there are i i, I see what you're saying um I don't, I kind of, I feel like I kind of derailed you now. No, no, no. Actually, I was looking at a way to get back to uh, the idea that we're going to wake up and be successful or happy one day. Like there's got, there's this element of it's out there somewhere and it's going to happen somehow. (laughs) And and so we're, we're here to look at um, ways that it, that are practical. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that's, yeah, that is, that is kind of the, the premise of, you know, where we are today. Uh, we, we, as we were talking about uh, the mosaic and, you know, how we want to, it, it, it almost seems, uh, seemed like a Herculean task uh, to, you know, approach this podcast from an intellectual standpoint and, you know, really figure out the, you know, val- value we want to provide, um, and so we somehow got on the topic of happiness and, you know, what that meant to us each individually. Um, and so that is part of what we want to do with the show is, is, you know, provide that value to help you find your own happiness. And, you know, we've also talked about wellness and health as well, um, and we want to do so in a, num- in a number of different ways. But uh, what in your mind do you, what value do you envision providing through the mosaic um, for the, either for yourself or for your family or for just anybody who listens? Yeah, um, well, usually when I state something as a fact, uh, I decide this is how happiness comes. Usually over time, that shifts entirely or or evolves in some way. Uh, So I think the value is taking what I've learned thus far, sharing it, hoping that some of it might hit somebody's ears and be useful for this period of their life or for their life in its entirety. And then to, as I evolve, to be able to share um, how it changes or how it becomes more clear. Um, and, and, and to find and to facilitate that with the conversation we have. So seeing where, where we align and then where we like completely go different ways and how we do things and, and, and why the, this brings happiness for me and why that brings happiness for you and how, you know, just like looking at all the elements of, of everything that we do, all the relationships we have, what we're creating and how they're evolving for us individually and then, and then together as well, um, or in line, aligned. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I and I, I like that a lot. And, you know, that kind of gave me a thought that, you know, while we kind of gave this overarching theme to this particular episode as happiness, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's going to be episodic. It's, it will be more serialized in the sense that happiness will be continue to be a theme, you know, from now and into the future. Whether or not we focus on other areas of that, you know, that's yet to be determined. But um, I, I definitely appreciate what you just said. Um, but when we kind of broke down, you know, how we envisioned this going, uh, there were a few different, I guess, types of episodes or, mm. or areas oh, okay. that we want to focus on. Sure, go there. Um, yeah. You know, first of which... Is I went straight, like, philosophy. No, no, like, that, that was perfect. That's where my no. head's going this whole time. Like, I'm supposed to share really important <laughs> thoughts and make it change the world. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, let's that, do the structure, too. If like, we can what's change the world with like this, that'd people? be fantastic. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we, we yeah. essentially thought of three different avenues to approach, and those may grow or they may shrink. We'll kind of see uh, but first of which is you know this what we're having right now just a conversation uh because so many of our conversations we feel uh you may not feel the same way but we feel <laughs> are <laughs> thoughtful and reflecting or and uh we'll know soon enough <laughs> can, can, can benefit the world over um uh, they definitely benefit each other we, yeah like i know some of the things that you say some of the questions you ask benefit me and vice and vice versa absolutely um so it, it's clear that this stuff, what we discuss and how how we focus on our life could be helpful. And then we also have other elements that we want to bring into it. Um, for instance, meditations. Yes. Um, we were both, that was one thing that we bonded over immediately was Tara Brock and, and her podcast. And she has long form speeches and then she also has meditations. And so we want to add that aspect too. We do. And um, you, uh, it's something that has not been mentioned yet. You are an aspiring or no, I'm just going to say you are a meditation instructor. Um, <laughs> that, that was terrible. Maybe we can edit in like <laughs> angels singing. Um, that would be better. Or I'll just leave it in like this. Okay. Super um, no, but uh, you, you know, part of this, you know, so we said, hey, man, or I said, I would love you, love for you to. I would love you too. <laughs> <laughs> I would love you if you uh, would uh, create some guided meditations um, yeah. for this, because I, I do listen to Tara Brock almost exclusively, um, which is great, uh, but I just don't have, I haven't done enough research to, you know, find other ones that I really like and uh, to have something that uh, you and I can both relate to and, you know, hone in on would be fantastic and so mm -hmm. you, you that i have heard one that ernie has done and it's phenomenal i'm looking forward to releasing that uh to to you folks who happen to be listening so yeah and why don't you because you and i haven't talked extensively about that part of the podcast what ideas what visions what how do you see yourself approaching that to make sure that you know from what one med, one meditation to the next you know stays I don't know if fresh is the right word in mm, meditative yeah. world, but uh, how do you see that becoming part of your life and becoming part of the podcast? Mm. So it, it definitely is. That's like a question that I still have. Um, and I've just experienced different teachers <clears throat> and, uh, and I don't, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Uh, the last couple that I've recorded, I've just come in clear and then guided myself through meditation. So um, like if I were to guide a meditation now, I would focus on uh, deepening my breathing because I notice it's really in my chest and that I have a tightness here in my chest from maybe being nervous. Um, so if I would to guide a meditation now, I would just follow that. 
And as I walk myself into peacefulness, maybe that meditation at some point could do that for somebody else. Maybe that's the wrong way to do it, but that's how I've been doing it. And, and it, it works. Um, so no, <laughs> I like so much of this, it's going to evolve and grow. And uh, I'm really thrilled to see where that does go from a standpoint that you know i'm excited to utilize um the meditations that are produced by us or by ernie um for my own um self-betterment but also for the fact that you know meditation is very big and very popular and very powerful so hopefully that in all honesty helps us expand out to the masses too so i'm excited for that yeah it's it's fun to do and i and i hope that you dive into it too i remember you leading a meditation at the yoga studio do you remember? I do not remember okay. that. I don't remember that. Well, maybe I, I maybe I was dreaming. I was about to lie and said, "Yeah, I remember that." But, uh, <laughs> no, I want to sound uh, cool. But I, 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 just your your capability to be present and. Uh, I may delve. Yeah, I may delve. Anyways, in. yeah, okay. um, and then the third element that I'm really excited about exploring because it makes me feel like I'm a Tim Ferriss or Joe Rogan um, is is an interview uh, portion of the podcast. So in essence, if you want to really break it down, you know, there are going to be three types of podcast episode, uh, meditation, conversation, and interview uh, with um, there's no clear constraints on that as of this point in time. Ernie and I have talked about, you know, authors or thought leaders or entrepreneurs. The only really stipulation that we put on it is we want to talk with people who have overcome adversity, overcome some insurmountable feat or roadblock in their life to reach the other side. Because so many times when we hit a wall, we just turn around and look for a different way or an ulterior alternative route or just, you know, just go back home in the first place. And so we want to talk with people who got over those humps and how they did it. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm totally, I mean, I think that's an element um, that will be really powerful for people. Like I said earlier, what drew me to you specifically was the questions that you ask. So I want to be a part of that and, and grow in, in my ability to interview as you um, kind of lead that part of it Good. for me. And yeah. I, I, I am excited. I, I know I, we should probably right now just declare a drinking game for every time Tim Ferriss is mentioned or oh, another name. Well, for us? No, or for us or for our listeners or Please. any any of the above. <laughs> um, but I, I remember Tim saying that, you know, he started his podcast, the Tim Ferriss experiment or experience i don't remember which um experiment right i think something like that yeah but regardless he started because he wanted to become a better interviewer and so i am kind of following in those same footsteps because i would love to become a good interviewer um and you know just really get into the minds of smart people uh so i can piggyback off them and, and see what i can learn so i am thrilled about that um, and that being said, this is an open invitation for anybody who feels like they have that sort of have had that sort of experience and uh, would like to talk with us at some point in time, either on air or just off offline. Um, send in your application. Send in your application. <laughs> that said, we do we will have review them and maybe we know. will. We will. Uh, we do have an email address. No. It's one mosaic life. That is one spelled out. M O S A I C life at gmail.com. 
Uh, same name on Instagram, and we will have a website at some point prior to launch. So Sweet. Yeah. Well, before we try to wrap things up for the first time, I do want to talk a little bit about, you know, what we are doing currently to find that contentedness in our life to, you know, allow ourselves to sit back for a moment and reflect and say, I right now am actually happy. You know, what is it from habits to things you have subtracted or things you've added into your life recently that allows you to say that you are a happy person. So so I want to jump in. Yes. Um, Because by the way, you said before we bring it to a close, I don't want anybody to expect it to come to a close because it might go for another hour. I have no idea (laughs) where we're going with this. Um, So buckle up. But yes, let's do it. Yeah, keep going, man. You jumped in. Oh, no, you're going to start. (laughs) (laughs) And what I would like to hear, because you you brought up elements of your life early Mm -hmm. on where um, being in corporate, the corporate world uh, wasn't suiting you and your ambition. And then and you've come a a ways from that, even in the two years that I've known you, um, a lot of different things have happened. So I'm wondering how these elements have changed for you, what, what you were searching for, right? Like I'm going to wake up one day and, and be happy suddenly um, to where you are now and how, it, how it's manifesting itself for you. Sure. Um, so there was a point, and I, I remember this point. Um, it was right around, right around Christmas time, I think 2017, where I had finally had enough of... Facebook. Um, that was the first, the first step in the right direction. I remember deleting the app off my phone. I remember very specifically, and I, I really do think that was a huge turning point for me. And I, I, I don't want to get long winded about any of this, but um, it was. Uh, I it think was, it would be useful. It was. It was. It was from that point in time where I started to look for ways where I could optimize myself and you know find ways that I can eliminate negativity, eliminate unhappiness and add value uh, to myself. So, so the first thing was Facebook. The first thing was Facebook because it was toxic. It is toxic. Um, I, I, I'm sure I'll harp on that many, many times in the future, but I, I will try to remain as level-headed about it as I possibly can. Yeah, because um, there, there are elements of it that are masterful like in creating a business and keeping sure. relationships. Um, but then there are it's it's algorithm right is really mm-hmm. built to suck you in and keep you there. Well, that's because they, they, there was actual research done by Facebook is they realize that there's more engagement in negative posts than there are as positive posts, and so that's why the algorithm puts more negativity in your newsfeed than there, than positivity. There was a uh, there was research on that and showed more negativity in in what it's giving you. Than yes. Po- wow. Yeah. Um, it seems evident, but to see that it actually showed up in the numbers too. Yeah. yeah. Um, regardless, pointless. Yeah. Uh, but point being is that, you know, I, I, I cut that out of my life and then I started thinking about other ways how I can build upon that. And I, I'm, I'm just kind of putting pieces together in my mind. Um, I remember 
at the time, at my last full-time job, I had about a 20, 25-minute commute to and from work, and I was listening to radio because I didn't know any better. I was listening to a few talking heads making stupid, stupid jokes. <laughs> um, if you're in Columbus, Ohio, you can probably guess which show I was listening to, but point being, <laughs> I that was, a, <laughs> that was a waste of close to an hour of my life every single day. Um, and I think that's around the time when I discovered Tim Ferriss, actually. Um, I started listening to his podcast, started listening to many, many others. And I, I realized the, the world of, of knowledge that I was I was missing out on. Um, so that really became a, a huge thing for me. Uh, from there, uh, discovered stoicism. I was familiar with the word, but like many people, you just think it's somebody who's emotionless and somebody who is incapable of feeling. Um, but what I came to learn is that you... So maybe just a crash course on it, too, because some people might not even know what you're talking about. I'm going to try and give a crash course. Yeah. I'm, I'm never good at describing what Just like it is. The, the, the basic of, of what... It, is the, what, what is stoicism? Is it a scientific yeah. uh, method? So, what, what does it look like? It, it, as far as I understand it, it, it really, it is an ancient uh, philosophy, um, Greek or Roman or um, some something of that sort. As far as you understand it is more than enough. I guess I just, yeah. um, for, for me growing up until I didn't hear the word until I was like 23 or 24. And even then, for a while, I didn't know what it meant. It wasn't until Ryan Holiday came into my right. sphere that I started to understand a little bit of what it was. Um, so even that much is a good amount for somebody who hasn't heard the word ever. And the best way that I can describe it is it's it's a, it's a bastardization of a quote by one of the, the famous ancient Stoics. Uh, by Basically, he said, you know, approach every or love every situation that you're given uh, positive or negative, you know, they won't have a, they don't have the power to affect you um, unless you give an emotional power. And that, that is a that is a stretch when it comes to, you know, the actual quote. But uh, that is, in essence, what it means. You know, you only let you only let circumstance dictate how you feel um, if you give an emotional response. Yeah, there's a level of choice to yeah. the way you feel about the things that happen. Absolutely. And you have the choice to be stoic. Yeah. And that's, that's not to say that Stoics don't have feelings or emotions. Uh, they just don't let them dictate, you know, their livelihood. Yeah, yeah. Um, long pause here because I'm trying to remember a quote. When you allow, this is from a guy that I'm working with, not more than a guy, he's a teacher, John Wineland. Um, if you are looking to deepen your relationships or your connection to your own consciousness, um, that's the place to go. I'm in a men's group and, and I posted in this men's group. And one of the things that came about it was John sharing um, this. I, he probably didn't intend for this to be a quote that I that I state in a podcast, but it was it hit home with me and, and a bunch of the guys. Um, when we let our emotions dictate our integrity, everyone loses. Agreed. I agree. Yeah. It, you know, it, 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 honestly, that's that the biggest effect it had on me started uh, like so many things, you know, on my drives. You know, I would used to get irrationally upset when somebody would cut me off or somebody would do something stupid on the road, which happens every single day. And the, what choice did I have at that point in time? I could punch my steering wheel, which I did many times. I could flick them off, which I did a handful of times. I could honk. I could tailgate them. 
But in the end, what does that really get me? It will get me raised blood pressure. It could get <laughs> me into a fight that I am more than likely to lose. Uh, it could get me arrested. There is no positive outcome to that. And so rather than let that affect the next hour or eight, um, I just, I, the point, the, the point is I could choose how to react. And if I choose, if I chose to have no reaction, then I would go about my way. And that was, that was the turning point for me because if I could control my, and I'm not an angry person by nature, but if I can control my anger there on the road, then I can control my reaction to other totally. situations in life. Totally. Dude, I, I, I feel ridiculous. Like, preaching this to people but and I and I barely do because of how ridiculous I feel but driving is such a perfect place to gather awareness of of your emotional volatility yes it uh, is of your presence um and so I'm, I'm wondering now about when you chose when you hit this point in your life you discovered stoicism and you chose you realized you had the choice to react or not react how did that process go because emotions will come you don't react is that was there an element uh, after that of processing or what gathering awareness what did it look like for you you know it's 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 no there there it was it's it i made a decision i mean it's not like i had to decide to fulfill a void with either hatred and anger or you know, happiness and elation. It, there is a middle ground. There's that choice. I could either choose to be angry or I could choose to not let it affect me. There was, there was no... And once I chose to not let it affect me, it was gone. Mm-hmm. It was gone. That the, You know, the person in front of me moved on. I cared about my way. I got to work. It, it was just... It was gone. There was no void that needed to be filled. There was no black hole where, you know, rage and anger needed to be. It was mm-hmm. just... It was gone. It was just gone. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think there's an important element there of it can be that easy as making a decision and opening your your possibilities to just just being yeah just being like whatever whatever comes absolutely yeah. absolutely and so around that time you know I, and I, I I will say these things you know some of them I still do some of them I still don't or I still I don't anymore rather um, you know I, I I started journaling at the time I was using uh, the bullet journal methodology which was great for a long long time um, it was created by Carol Ryder and I'm going to promote his book that came out uh, I think last year I, I think it's I think it's actually called the bullet journal method and I'm actually quoted in that book which is really exciting yeah yeah congratulations so, that was really you. cool. Um, so if you get a chance to check it out, uh, Carol Ryder, I believe is his name. Carol? Uh, it's, it's C-A-R-R-O-L-L. Okay. Ryder, R-Y-D-E-R. Um, I'm just pulling this out of my ass. I think like, well, page 167, I could, could be completely out of it. <laughs> if that's the right number, then, you know, He's that's awesome. He's not actually but, in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. but yeah, I was, so, uh. So, so you were, uh, you, you, you did away with Facebook. I you did. You discovered stoicism. Mm-hmm. You started journaling. Yes. And what else? Meditation. Meditation. Um, yeah. I, I'd always, I'd, I had toyed with meditation in the past, but it, just because I, it was a word that I knew, um, and I was like, I'll try it. But uh, it's like, you know, smoking pot for the first time, you know, you're not going to get much out of it, uh, but you want to try it because all the cool kids are doing it. Um, but uh, I, once I really discovered that there was a purpose built into it, uh, that's when I really got into it. Um, 
again, I want to say about two years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I, I'm listing all these things off with a caveat that uh, about six months ago, kind of thing, or I guess eh, six to nine months ago, things kind of fell by the wayside and I had to rebuild myself back up, which I will get into at some point. Uh, but these are the things that led to the massive change in my life. Um, so meditation was certainly one of those journaling um, and just taking ownership of, you know, my life and happiness. And it, it, a lot of that is also, you know, thinking about the things in life that you don't want to do because so much unhappiness in our life is as of, is as of, ugh, is us doing the things that we don't want to do. No shit. And just, you know, are they really that necessary? Yeah. I think when you talk about journaling and meditation, um, well, the Facebook too, and, and I haven't necessarily delved into the stoicism philosophy, so I can't say whether or not that would be the case. But certainly with the meditation and the journaling, th it creates an awareness uh, within me, and you can speak to whether or not it does for you, of the things that we actually care about, the things that we actually want to be doing, the things that are affecting us. Uh, they start to pop up in what we're writing, or they start to show their face over and over again in, in, uh, in meditation. Quite literally, people right, or experiences show their face that that we continually subject ourselves to yeah. and don't even know that that's an aspect of unhappiness, of, of continuing our own unhappiness by choosing these things. I'm unconsciously choosing to be unhappy. So writing these things out, write, it doesn't have to necessarily be anything articulate. It's just like writing out where your brain is. Absolutely. What is in my mind right now and, and how am I saying it in my mind? And then spending time with those things in meditation, sitting still and feeling as these things pop up, how they affect you. Uh, that is those two things, man. Like if, if you're not doing it, if you've never tried those things, I would invite you to try them just for seven days, four days for four days, actually, you know, maybe even three. If you're, if you have trouble with commitment or something, or, you know, if you're really struggling, just give it three days, right? Every day. Meditate for 10 minutes, maybe once or twice a day, and then you'll you'll see it. And then from that, you'll continue to want to do it. Um, those two things are, were spot on for me, too. Good. Yeah, yeah that's I completely agree. And so I guess that's a, a great transition to the things that you are doing or have done or that got you, I guess, what to be somewhat... Um, I don't know, granular or what, whatever the right word is to, to what got you to the point. The right to, word will be in the show notes. <laughs> it will to sit down at that table at uh, that, um, the, uh, the Inn in Dublin, Ohio, yeah. the day, the night in which we met. So uh, it's just, a, it's a romanticized way of saying, mm -hmm. you know, what got you to the point where you became self-aware and ambitious enough to want to grow your network, um, both professionally and personally and, you know, emotionally and spiritually, all of that. Mm, that's a hard question at first because it brings up two separate things. Um, because I showed up to that particular thing because I have a, a business and I was treating my coaching business um, in a certain way that I, uh, and I say it like this because it's, it's evolved over time, but I showed up to network for my business. Um, I might be able to be more clear on that at some other point. 
but what got me to actually like caring about the elements that uh, provide awareness for me. Um, so I started meditating before my daughter was born. So that, that brings up the question of why I even started in the first place. It must have been the same thing. I, I can't imagine it. It was much different. Um, so there was that, like building the awareness. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of lost at that question. Um, That's okay. So yeah. what, what, what do you, what do you, then let's talk a little bit about right now. You know, what okay. is it? And you, you know what? Um, let's just cut that. Yeah, we can do that. Um, but I, I, <laughs> I do, I, I do to, but. want to, it brings up an interesting point. Uh, a mutual friend, uh, her name's Jennifer. Um, she and I are in the habit of on occasion, texting, calling in person, just asking, are you happy? And that's a very loaded question. It is, uh, because happiness is a, is a loaded subject. And so at the points, I will say I find myself, I catch myself being happy more and more, which means, which makes me feel like I'm on the right path. And Sweet. I hope that you can say the same thing, but I'm yeah. going to make it a habit to ask you yeah. at some point in every one of these conversational episodes, are you happy? Are you happy? And why? And why? Yeah. Cool. And and the first thing that comes up, funny enough, because I said I haven't delved into stoicism too much, is um, yes, I'm happy because like you said, I'm experiencing more and more happiness. Like the ratio of, of struggle to happiness has changed significantly where I might have spent, have spent months in unhappiness, like depression or whatever, just sadness. Um, before something from the world comes in and, and makes me happy. Um, now it's much a thinner period of time. It, my awareness has expanded um, and I'm happy because in those struggling periods, I've learned how not to react. So, so interestingly enough, maybe I'm practicing stoicism. Um, it clearly, it, it, as the terms that you've, you've brought up and described it, um, so enjoying the happiness as it comes and then in the periods that we might say are unhappiness or I'm impatient or I'm angry, allowing myself not to have to um, act in that in, in whatever way feels like it feels propelled forward. I can simply be still with it and learn from it and and it will it'll pass. I can share it. I can I can sculpt more of the happiness from my understanding of what's going on there. Okay. Um, and that's been this year. I specifically am like focused in, in, to the answer of this question on that period of time, like that unhappiness period, uh, because I'm learning so much that happiness is built there too. Going, go into that a little bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I get angry and I yell at my wife or something, which I don't do anymore, but I have in the past when I didn't know what was going on or when I blamed other people, um, I'm probably extending my unhappiness by acting in that. Um, on the other hand, if I take that time I notice I'm getting angry. 
I don't have to control this moment in my life right now from this place. I can step away. I can sit down. I can come to a, a place of semi-equanimity at the most, um, hopefully, you know, balance, and then come from that place and be more accurate in the things that I speak to my wife or to my coworkers or to my peers, whatever it might be. Um, so, so bringing an awareness to those periods has been profound for me. And that's where my work has been this year. Good. Does that make sense? It does. It does make sense. What sticks out to you the most? It was, it was, it was interesting when, when I, when I asked you to uh, expand upon that, because there is, there's certain insight to be gleaned from, you know, building happiness out of unhappiness. Um, and that in itself seems abstract, but it, it goes back to that quote, you know, the search for happiness is one of the chief sources of unhappiness, you know, for whatever reason in my mind, I pictured, you know, uh, the, the, a building that has crumbled down to the ground, but from it, you know, through cooperation or through sheer force of will, you know, something new will be born, um, which is, you know, at least at the very most basic level, you are recognizing that something is wrong and something needs to be done. If you are consciously unhappy, you are giving yourself the opportunity to remove yourself from the situation. It may not be, it's certainly not going to be instant and it may not be, you know, within a matter of hours or a matter of days or a matter of weeks, but you are cognizant of the fact that there's something wrong that needs to be changed. And so I, I think that's what I took out of, mm. you know, you saying that. Uh, the term conscious unhappiness, that like, for me, I was like, oh, that nails it. That nails it. Um, yeah, because, and maybe I'm moving away, but but this feels like a good stem. Um, it's easy to be unhappy and then allow that unhappiness to exert itself in, mm-hmm. in some way um, without noticing what's true. Um, yelling, whatever. I mean, I'm, anger's my emotion like <laughs> in my life. It's been my emotion since, since childhood. So that's, that's probably going to come up as an example for me. Um, you can exert it in some way and not know where it came from and then continue to do that over and over again, being unconscious of it. Or you might even be unconscious in the way that you um, go to the fridge and start, you know, grab ice cream from the freezer and just stuff your face and watch TV for three hours or the unconscious way in which people look down at their phones. Yeah. Right. Hours, hours at a time. Yes. It, and to be unhappy is like such a bad thing for people. Uh, it, it clearly like, it, because the thoughts that you have in mm-hmm. conjunction with the feelings in your body can be excruciating. Yeah. Um, but they don't, necessarily have to be um, so to be unhappy and to be conscious of it and to create a process for yourself journaling meditation a punching bag weightlifting um, to process those things for me allows me to to love that um, I don't always love being in it I'm not going to say like I just love to be unhappy um, but it gives me enough wherewithal to be in it and not jump away from it. 
a lot of times. Not okay. all the time. Yeah. I don't know. No, that was <laughs> that was great. Uh, yeah. When do we start the drinking game? <laughs> Tim Ferriss. <laughs> next next time, for sure. I, yeah. I, I certainly appreciate that. Um, and something I, I do want to delve into, not this time, but sometime in the future, as we continue to talk about happiness, is there is such an extreme difference that I recently learned about between pleasure and happiness. You know, you talk about going to the fridge, getting ice cream. You talk about looking down at your phone for quick hits of pleasure quick that that's that that is controlled by dopamine whereas you know contentedness and happiness that's serotonin so and there's such a big <laughs> difference well the the problem is you know as you with each dopamine hit you know those receptors get down regulated so you need more of that mm -hmm. same you know uh, activity hit, or, or, or sugar rush or anything to, to get that same you know amount of pleasure that's why people overdose because they they they're down their uh dopamine receptors get so down regulated regulated that they need more and more to get that same level of high mm -hmm. uh so that's why it's so dangerous but um well and is that that's from the hacking of the american mind yes yeah, yeah. i would highly recommend that book yeah, yeah and I'm, another one in conjunction to that not to detour too much no, but not at all. becoming supernatural or okay. um uh breaking the habit of being yourself by joe dispenza He's a neuroscientist and he talks a lot about meditation and also the chemical um, processes of your emotions and your body um, and really hits it home with that. Uh, so if, if those things intrigue you or Absolutely. other people, those are great places for that, too. And that's but a fantastic. Continue. Yeah, yeah that, and that's a, that's a fantastic point to make that I would love with your permission to have a reading list every time we've or a recommended reading list every time we have one of these episodes just talk about what we've been reading and you know how mm -hmm. it affects the conversation that we're having so in the show notes you know Certainly. those will definitely be in there and you know anything related to or you know a correlation okay. of you know the things that we've talked about we would love those recommendations as well yeah and so you get the you get these hits right and then eventually your body's so used to that amount that you're giving yourself uh, that you need more to, to keep that dopamine going. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I, I, I do want to, I, I'm, I'm still, I, so I've read the book once I'm going back through it, highlighting the notes that I, that I've taken. So mm -hmm. I, I want to make sure that my, I've got a strong basis <laughs> or a strong foundation in which I can, you know, have an intelligent conversation over about, uh, it feels intelligent. Well, good. As yeah. long as I sound smart, I guess that's the <laughs> perception that matters. Uh, yeah. It felt like you were going somewhere with it. And again, it, I felt like I samurai that. Shit. No, not at all. Okay. No, not at all. I, yeah, that's just something that I, I want to keep, you know, in my mind personally as I as I move forward uh, with my own pursuits. And but I something that, you know, other people should should as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um, what do you think? I mean, I'm I'm good with good with how this went. Uh, yeah, this has been fun. Yeah, I I, I love it. It's Good. great. So, yeah, uh, in regard to frequency, we don't have any. But in regard to, you know, content, we know that we want to provide value. And so we will do so as often as we can, as, as many conversations, interviews, meditations as we can. Um, but in the meantime, you know, we will certainly share content. Ernie, you and I had a conversation a couple of days ago about, you know, how we want to envision and focus our Instagram. Uh, that will provide a great platform for us to just talk and provide sound bites and, you know, provide meditations and brief moments of focus and contentedness and share our 
I, I feel disingenuous saying this, but I, I guess share our wisdom with wisdom. Uh, the folks. Insights uh, is a good insights, word if you don't yeah. like wisdom. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, I don't feel like I always know that somebody's going to be wiser than me. And so I, yeah. I, I don't want to claim I'm wise if somebody wants to see me that way. Sure. Fine. Like people are, some people are going to listen to this yeah. and they're going to be like, they have no idea <laughs> what the hell they're talking about. But other people might listen to this and it might change their entire life. Like this one podcast, just some, something, one sentence might drive them through the next week through some fear. Um, so there's definitely wisdom in here. Yeah. And I, I, I know that I'm smart enough to know that I will never know everything. So that's why I want to open myself up to as much, as much reading, as much insight and as much feedback as I can get. Yeah. So we don't know the frequency yet. We have a structure. Um, and, to tie it into the theme of happiness. Um, we've simply created a structure within which we will be free to play with how we do this. Absolutely. Uh, and then we will create some more foundational elements of how it's going to run over time and keep people posted. But the point being is having some type of structure like we've created for this podcast, having that in your life as well, um, is, is going to allow you to play within the realm of that that box that you create for yourself just to see what happens. Um, so th- that's what we've done with the podcast. We have no idea where exactly it's going, but we do. Yeah. Completely. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you know, the, the always fun, do us a favor, follow us on uh, Instagram. It's uh, One Mosaic Life. Uh, you can email us, one mosaic life at gmail.com. Um, and do us a favor, uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, just leave us a five-star review. Uh, that helps others find us as well. Um, and we always appreciate uh, your comments, too. Yeah, and if you don't want to leave a five-star, just send us an email instead <laughs> telling us what we could have done better. <laughs> or leave us a review on Yelp. Yeah, or Yelp, yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Did, did you mention the email? Yep, okay. One Mosaic Life at gmail.com. One is spelled out. Yeah, because... One, questions for topics would be great. Two, if you want to be on the podcast or be a part of it, that would be great. And three, ways that we can um, make this more powerful for people, ways that we can improve. Um, All of those seem like great reasons to reach out, and I would appreciate anyone doing that. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot, Ernie. Do you want to wrap this up with a... Freestyle? Uh, freestyle, freestyle, uh, brief moment of reflection, meditation, mm. however you want. Um, <laughs> let's, 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 I'm putting you on the spot. Take us out in your podcast debut. Oh man. Uh, what if I have nothing? <laughs> um, no, man, I don't know. Like I, I'm just, I'm, I'm very grateful that we even sat down to do this and I want to do it again. Like after we, end the recording and do another episode um so so maybe we'll work on that is that cool yeah that sounds good all right we will see everybody soon thank you for listening yes Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.